Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I spent 12 months interviewing 500 thought leaders to really get at the core of what is credibility. Uh, There's a book now called Credibility Nation that you could pick up. And more importantly, is you could listen to the interviews on this podcast. I've taken three particular interviews, which are anywhere between four to eight minutes long, combine them together, and you can listen to how the thought leader presents themselves, the types of questions being asked, and do they show up as credible or not credible? There's a lot to learn, a lot to grow, a lot to actually experience. So take a listen. If you like what you hear, spread some cred dust and click on the like button and share with your friends. And uh, enjoy. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, Global Credibility Excellent. Welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Callie Wooms-Yost, who is the founder and CEO of Flex Plus Strategy Group. God, I kind of like the plus sign in a, in a company name. She helps leaders reimagine how, when, and where work is done to unlock performance, engagement, and most recently, sustain operating continuity in the face of unexpected disruptions like COVID-19. Hello, Callie Williams. Welcome. Hello, Mitchell. It's great to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Glad to have you. I enjoyed our green room conversation and and I'm looking forward to the audience getting to know you better. Um, could you share what is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? Companies do not know how to make work flexible. You know, this was true before COVID, obviously. This is a remnant of the industrial age where we think the work should be a boss standing over your head, looking at what you do and making sure you do it and slapping you if you're not doing stuff, which by the way is wrong. Don't even think about it. And and particularly now, many people are thinking – uh, having been able to work from home is do I actually need to go into the office and why and when and how and it, why is the work done this way or that way and I and I I see it more every single day so I'm I'm very curious Callie what do you do? Well Mitchell I make work a what and not a where okay so we ultimately have to get to a place where the question we're all answering every day at every level is what are we trying to get done and how, when, and where do we do it best? And we go in and we shift, not only we put the infrastructure of flexible work together, so the work flexibility technology and workspace, but then what we do is we connect it to a culture of shared leadership where managers, teams, and individuals know how to execute and leverage that infrastructure to get their jobs done, to run the business, to manage their lives. And so it becomes a true operating strategy and not just a perk or a program. Mm. By the way, that was very elegantly done. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. Thank Um, you, Mitchell. How do you have credibility to do what you do? 
Well, I've been doing this for over two decades. I have been in the trenches making change happen. I have seen every iteration of flexibility that could possibly be. I've seen it go from sort of random, very sort of esoteric, nobody knows what it is, perk program, to now a strategic imperative for the business. And I've helped over 40 companies at this point. And I, I say that number, and I think it's probably more from every industry and uh, every size, try to make change happen. Some were very ready. Some were very not ready. Some had a lot of uh, leadership support. Others did not. And I've learned what it takes to make flexibility part of your culture and your strategic decision-making. I would assume that without leadership support, that's going to be really hard. You know, it's interesting. Um, you can get so far, actually, believe it or not. Um, you can have just a grassroots of employees saying, we want to try to figure out how to do something differently. And that will inspire their leader to say, okay, wait a minute. I never thought this was possible. It's, it's much harder. It's much more, it's much easier when you have a senior leader who said we need, says we need to do this. What's interesting right now is you have a whole group of leaders who've resisted making this change that have been thrown into the deep end of flexible work with this crisis. Right. And it's interesting now to see them say, wait, I never thought this was possible. It really is. Okay, so now what do we do? And that's the exciting opportunity with my work. And that's what I'm really enjoying. Oh, that's beautiful. And how do you go about sharing your credibility? On uh, multiple levels, actually, everything I do sharing my credibility broadly is driven by my passionate belief that it shouldn't just be the people that hire me that get to understand how to do this. So whether it's my books, which I think are a fabulous way to lay out your thinking, walk people through the process, they're an excellent source of thought leadership, and I have enjoyed doing them and promoting them and, and sharing them with others. But beyond that, I started a blog probably 14 years ago. I, I, I don't even know the year. All I know, it was so early in the process, I had to build it myself. Um, so I was so passionate about getting the word out on all the different elements of flexibility and how, when, and where work can be done. And also social media, that's great real-time responses to things and reactions and sharing information is always so fantastic. And also what I truly enjoy is strategic flexibility is a multifaceted um, implementation. And so there are various components and elements to it. And I love finding experts in those various pieces and highlighting their work and pulling it together and making, connecting the threads for people and connecting in that community. So I, I enjoy um, highlighting others as well. Nice. So if you're listening to this or you're watching this and either you're, you're just in the workforce and you're thinking, man, this is, this, we need this more flexibility. More importantly, you're part of the management team and you haven't figured out how to make the word work work with a capital W, so the bigger picture, mm -hmm. holistic view of accomplishing the goal of what the company is, which is, by the way, not just to increase the stock price, but rather to support your customers. So if you're trying to figure out how to make the word work flexible, you should reach out to Callie Williams-Yost. Callie, what is the best way for people to go about doing that? They can go to my site, which is flexstrategygroup.com, and there is contact information there. You can also connect with me on social, Twitter. I'm at, at Callie Yost. I'm on LinkedIn, Callie Williams Yost, and I, I'm active and will respond. Look forward to it. Beautiful. Well, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Thank you, Mitchell.
You're welcome. And guys, uh, you know how important, particularly now, how important Kylie's message is. So click on the like button, share with your friends. We'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Brenda Cross. She is the Chief Transformation Officer with LifeSpring Learning Labs. She helps leaders and teams mirrored in crisis, conflict, and confusion. Hello, Brenda. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mitchell. Great to be with you. Uh, I had so much fun laughing and interacting with you in the green room, and I'd love for the audience to learn a little bit more about you through your customer point of pain, through your CPOP. So what, what is your CPOP? Teams demonstrating suboptimal productivity. Wow. So, by the way, this CPOP was extremely relevant post the industrial age through today, but now add on to the fact that the world is under house arrest with COVID, and all of a sudden... This is a humongous, humongous problem, uh, which affects everything. So, uh, Brenda, tell me a little bit more. Yes, it's certainly an interesting time, and teams are under so much more stress. And what I do is to help with the conflict piece and where they're needing a reset. So we get real, first of all, and we're able to clear that conflict. And I do that through a series of assessments where we can identify what are some of the causes, what's in the way, and what is draining our resources and our productivity and the team's resources. And we get clear on the values as well as what are their communication styles. And from that, we roll it into influence tools and a system that helps them increase their productivity up to two or three times over or a six to 12 month period. And we, we do that through very interactive implementation sessions. There's some Mm. huddles, there's group mastermind. The key is, is that our work is not an event. Training is not just something where you go to and then you go back to your desk and you're like, maybe that was fun. Maybe that was interesting. This is about true learning, behavior change and transformation. So say you had to slip in that transformation word because that's popping in my mind was, wait, say the word transformation. Okay, you can do it. Don't stop talking transformation. And you did. Thank you. Um, I know this because that's why I invited you onto the show. But could you share how you have credibility to do what you do? It's a combination of experience and and some results. My first experience as a manager, I grew up in Wall Street and I was – inheriting this group that was infighting and very dysfunctional, had a lot of backlogs. There were people who were in performance plans. And I had to learn very quickly, how do I help this team that's in breakdown to help them to break through? And I say, I got my master's in management uh, through a fire hose because I had to learn really quickly because my life was on the line. My job was on the line. And in a six-month period, that team 4 their productivity, and people who had been in performance plans were now top contributors. And it was being a part of that type of a transformation within the group for the individuals and for the company 
that I was so excited to be a part of. And it was through that success that I got invitations for speaking both internally and externally and to do more training, which led me ultimately to the height of my career to the head of learning and development where I could work with more teams and divisions. And then that is what led me out into consultancy because I wanted to be able to expand my capacity and help more teams across the globe. And fortunately, I've been able to work with thousands of people on four continents. I still have a couple to go. <laughs> there we go. And uh, how do you go about sharing your credibility? Fortunately, I have some raving clients who recommend and refer me. And they also share on LinkedIn, for example. And other ways is, is that I am working with so many teams. I, I am there side by side. Um, my team, certainly other teams, and I, I'm learning from them. I, I hear what they're going through. I hear their insight. For example, one person said the other day, you know, we're not all in the same boat because people are saying right now, we're all in the same boat. And it's, we're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm. We're in different boats. And that, that was such an aha for me. So I'm learning just as much. That's a beautiful um, aha, by the way. Oh, thank you. Well, I have to give credit, <laughs> which, you know, is one of the things I'm so grateful for is that my life is expanded through all the work that I'm doing and the people that I work with. And it's, it's an incredible time to be working with teams and in productivity because there's so, there's so much up right now. So if you're listening to this or you're hearing this and you're either running a team or you've got a series of teams underneath you that are just demonstrating suboptimal performance and Corona has not made that any better, that Corona has significantly made that worse and you're not even sure if your company is going to survive, you're going to want to reach out to people who can help. Brenda Cross is one of them. Brenda, how best can people reach out to you? Best to reach me on LinkedIn. It's Brenda Cross as in the Red Cross. And uh, you can find me there. And, also and that's why you have the red sweater. <laughs> See, right? I'm branding. All, it's all consistent. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, best places to find me on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Uh, Brenda, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Thanks, Mitchell. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it certainly has. And I appreciate that. And for those listening and watching, you know how important Brenda's message is. Click on the like button. Share with your friends. We'll see you at the next episode of Thought of Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, I'm Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought of Your Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Quinn Farrell. By the way, I love the first name, Quinn, uh, who is the founder and performance mindset coach at Infinite Humans. He helps engineers and other design professionals find success in their careers by bridging the gap between their hard and soft skills. Quinn, welcome to the show. Uh, great to be here. Thanks, Mitchell. Oh, you are absolutely welcome. Listen, I thoroughly enjoyed our green room conversation and getting to know you better. And I'd like the audience to do that as well. What is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? Engineers who are project focused and not people focused. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to raise my hand. I had a father <laughs> who actually surprisingly electrical engineering PhD and he was people focused, but not on the outside. Uh, right. I have a son, <laughs> electrical engineer. <laughs> He's good at people because he had my wife, uh, his mom in his life. 
uh, but not his natural inclination. So I am, and I know so many engineers that just like, they don't smile and they're so focused. So, so Quinn, tell me a little bit more. Well, yeah, so I, I come from a similar lineage. Grandfather was an engineer. My parents were both architects. So uh, really what it is is you understand it's, it's getting people to, you know, think with their heart and not their head. And, and you know, we know emotional intelligence is a thing that, that, you know, people call them soft skills. I call them performance skills. And there really isn't, you know, this performance without that because right now with AI automation, everything that's going on, you know, if you can't connect, collaborate with other people and you can't be creative, then you, you're, you're nothing right now. And, and that's where, you know, being able to tap into those emotional skills, you know, brings it all forward. And so I really just show people, this is how you get the most out of your project teams and not just rely on the technology to save you. And, and tell me again, what, what is, what, what do you actually deploy? How do you make that happen? So we've got different, it, you know, it starts either with one-on-one coaching or you know, the initial thing in the, in the big, you know, first step for all of this is let's have this conversation. A lot of engineers out there, architects, other design people say, you know, emotional intelligence, why do I need that? You know, and, and they don't even see the relevancy. So the first part is just awareness. And so we have a one hour continuing education course that's accredited by the, you know, AIA, which is American Institute of Architects. So, you know, hey, you sit here, you need these CEU credits anyways, and you're going to learn why it's important. Once they see why it's important, then we have the opportunity to either go deep dive one-on-one or we have group, uh, you know, exercises that we can do either virtually or, or in person. Got it. And and uh, how do you have credibility to do what you do? Well, uh, besides being an engineer for 20 years, um, I also <laughs> uh fell into, you know, kind of transitioned, um, you know, back at, after I became an engineer, I was doing design. I actually went into sales and I knew as soon as I got into sales, something was up because I came home and I was all excited. And I was told my wife, like, this is going to be great. I'm going to sell every job because I'm an engineer. These other guys aren't engineers. I've got, I know something more than they do. And she looked at me and rolled her eyes and like, what the hell? Like, you know, who do you think you are? And she was right. Um, because what I found out was people really, don't care what you know until they know you care. And so I had to figure that out. And so, you know, went from being, you know, the struggling engineer trying to sell to a top producing salesman and then a manager. And then, you know, throughout the rest of my career, I kind of went up and up, but it was, it was those early lessons where it was like, you've got to connect with people, not just the projects or you're going to be dead, dead in the water. That's beautiful. And, and you've, you've worked with and both your client side and worked with quite a few people. What, What can you say about that? Well, yeah, I, I've, I've worked with a lot of people over the years um, in this role. I don't think I've worked with enough, um, and that's kind of why I'm here. You know, this really um, became kind of a burning thing for me a couple of years ago when I started looking back at, you know, what was what was in my career that got me to the point where I was. And if I went back to the Citadel where I graduated from and talked to those, you know, guys that are getting out of there, like, what would be the one thing I would tell them? And it's, it's not in the books, it's in the people. And so, you know, pay attention to that because it wasn't these other, you know, registrations and all the other things that you get that come from being an engineer. It's, it's really, how can you get the best out of those around you? Oh, that's beautiful. And, and how do you go about sharing your credibility, Quinn? Well, so, you know, obviously most of us are, you know, quarantined um, or locked down right now. So a lot of it's virtual, uh, which has been an interesting, you know, transition but it's good so we have those same courses you know we can do one-on-ones or we can do zoom calls like you know some of what we're doing right now with a group we have some exercises that go in and out the other thing that we do is i've got some other you know mastermind groups that i'm part of and you know share knowledge there and then actually through one of those 
Um, I was actually able to give a, um, a guest presentation to the American Red Cross a week ago for their project managers to show them, you know, how do you take care of yourself during this? And, you know, that was a group that, you know, they're so focused on their projects outside of the organization that they forget about themselves sometimes. So it's, it's, you know, it's just trying to find this conversation wherever people need to hear it and, and taking it to them. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and for those listening, those watching, you have somebody in your life that you know of that's just that engineer that's project focused versus people focused. By the way, I was one of those too. <laughs> and uh, you have somebody in your life. And, and if, if that's the case, you're going to want to reach out to Quinn. Quinn, what would be the best way for people to reach out to you? Absolutely. Best way is LinkedIn. Um, I check that daily. Um, I like to think I'm active, but there's, you know, <laughs> there's other people that do that, but you know, definitely get my LinkedIn profile. It gives you access to my website, my emails on there. And uh, you know, that is just kind of a, a nice clearing house to, uh, to give you everything in one place. Beautiful. Well, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Well, thank you, Mitch, for having me here. It's uh, you've had some great guests in the past, some of whom I know, and I'm glad to just be part of uh, this, uh, this tradition you got going. Well, now you add yourself to the roster of great guests. So thank you. And, and you guys know how important Quinn's message is. So click on the like button, share with your friends. And we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Real Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy. And thanks so much for listening and spreading the cred dust. You know, in doing the research, what I recognize is that we are at war. Those people who are credible versus those people who are dubious. And dubious nation is winning a thousand times over. We've got to fix it. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to future generations. So come on over to Credibility Nation. Become a member. Take the pledge. Learn what you can do to help bring more credibility to the world. I look forward to seeing you over here while you're being cred-tabulous. Thanks again for listening. Take care. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.